because they put like a numbing gel on my gums mm-hmm. and then they like use like a needle and like go for it yeah. um yeah so they use like two different kinds of like numbing stuff and mm. to, when i went back today she was like i don't think you need it you want to try it and i said sure so was she, it okay yeah it was fine good yeah but, yeah my, i didn't i didn't use any like um, mm-hmm. anesthesia or numbing products when, when I went in and it was, it was okay. So right. I'm glad that it was the same. Yeah. They, she said, we'll have to use it when they do my bottom teeth because the bottom teeth are just harder mm-hmm. to clean. But I was glad that I didn't walk out with like half my face numb again, like I did right yesterday. <laughs> it was like, uh... Welcome back to Great Windy Way podcast putting a spotlight on Chicago theater. I had the pleasure of talking with Nicole Jingola, whose diverse background in the theater led her to working as wig maintenance on the Marriott's production of Something Rotten. We talk about her winding path to professional wardrobe crew, Disney, and our shared love of paperwork. Enjoy! Hey, you doing this on such short notice because my charger died. <laughs> no problem. I mean... I'm here. Right. I have <laughs> honestly nothing else to do tonight. You know, I've just been laying in my bed watching Netflix all day. What are you watching? Riverdale. Okay. I'm, but I'm rewatching it. Like okay. I've already watched the first two seasons. Oh. And so the third one just got put on Netflix. Mm. So I'm like, I'm gonna rewatch it. Okay. Before you watch season three. Yeah. And I needed something to watch at the dentist. Your current thing. You're doing yes. wigs. Yes. For something rotten. Yes. Which is so fun. Like, what a fun show to get to do. Oh, yeah. It's, there's a lot of wigs. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and I would imagine that they're, they're done in a way that, like, probably makes them difficult to handle is because, like, the, it's, it's big and it's, it's, you know, it's such a loud, mm-hmm. creative show. Yeah, yeah. So the designer wanted very much like the Broadway style, the big renaissance hair and all of that. So it's a lot of, you know, curls, a lot of braids, a lot of fun updos. So that's fun. And of course they use a lot of hats and hoods and things. So, you know, things don't look as nice when I go to fix them, but that's why I'm there to make them perfect. Right. Totally. So, um, kind of give me an overview of, um, what you as a wig personnel would do, not just for this show, but like across the board, because I know mm-hmm. that like this particular job, you're just kind of going in and doing maintenance, but like mm-hmm. you've also like run shows with wigs. Right. And um, I guess like what does that entail? Because I'm not super, like I've, I've, I've never done a show where I'm in a wig and I need like someone who is specially designated to mm-hmm. handle the wigs. Like what goes into that? Right. Well, so it, it obviously it's different for every show. Yeah. Um, I've mostly just done, like, wig maintenance and kind of upkeep. Um, Mm -hmm. I've worked on shows that have had a lot of wig uh, changes, but I have not been, like, super involved in them. But it's all about the prep. It's all about the care. Um, That's why they usually have a wig person that does those changes, because they know the best way to grab a wig, the best way to set a wig so that it's ready for the change, you know, they know how to get it on quickly, all that good stuff. Um, But for when you're running a show as a wig runner, which is what I did for the Music Man this summer at the Goodman Theater, um, your job is mostly just to make sure that everything is ready at the start of that show. So, like, all the wigs are ready for the different dressers to pick up or they're ready for the performers just to take and put on. Um, And we make sure that, you know, they have all the tools they need to put the wigs on, you know, wig caps, pins, all that stuff that they need. Okay. Um, And, you know, we just make, I just always make sure that things are show ready, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, For for a lot of shows, they'll have someone who does maintenance um, that's not the wig runner or sometimes they will have the wig runner also do maintenance. So I just always go through and make sure that if someone else did come in and do maintenance that day, that they touched everything. If there's anything they didn't get to, uh, I 
kind of make sure it's ready for the music man we there were three of us working on the wigs so i would go in and do a couple wig maintenance calls but then there were two other people also doing wig maintenance besides myself so whenever i would go in at the start of a show even though someone else might have been there for you know six eight hours that day touching everything up i always give everything a once over just to make sure you know Nothing got left in the wig dryer, you know, all the curlers got taken out. They took all the styling pins off the head so that they're ready for the performers just to slip on. All that good stuff. I just like to put my eyes on everything so that I know everything's That's ready. That's wise. You know, yeah. I, you know, I... That's, That's a... very Capricorn rising. <laughs> I just, you know, I just want to make sure that everything's ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then if I've seen it, I'm like, okay, I have everything I need. Yeah, totally. I don't have to wait and figure out if, you know, I don't have to hope that someone else remembered, like, this long list of things to do. Sure. You know, so. That's great. Yeah. That's really fun. And so, your two experiences in Chicago have been specifically with wigs. Yes. Um, I'm curious because, I mean, when you talk to, like, you know, when I talk to actors, in my personal experience, like, a lot of people just kind of, like, start out young, they're, like, children doing shows and stuff like that, and, like, people find a passion for performance, and Mm -hmm. for me, like, I'm so interested to hear about people who work backstage and um, how they find that journey, because it's just Mm -hmm. a little bit um, not as conventional to get into that, because, like, you know, when you're doing, like, community stuff usually it's just like parents that are helping out and stuff like that or like um it's really not in you know in my experience it's not really until you get to like a collegiate or professional level or Mm -hmm. a very good high school right where you're not having like people your peers working hands-on with Mm -hmm. you backstage um how did you find your passion for working on the other side of the Mm -hmm. stage and then specifically how did you get into um wigs because that's such a specific part of that experience right um yeah i'm just very curious as to like how you found that and how you mm-hmm. found out that's what you wanted to do well like everyone i think who does theater i started out acting mm-hmm. i was like this is what i'm going to do i'm a star <laughs> i am the star put me in your show um but no i uh i started acting when i was really little mm-hmm. um And I say really little, probably not that little compared to, like, people who do it really little. Like, I'm talking, like, fifth grade. I'm still kind of young. Because, I mean, like, it's hard to, like, especially, like, depending on where you live. You can't just, like, you know, schools usually don't put on real productions when you're in fifth grade. Well, and I was very fortunate because the town that I grew up in, um, I lived a mile away from our community theater. Um, shout out to the Ashtabula Art Center in Ashtabula, Ohio. Um, that's where I got my start because um, I went to a Catholic school that focused on academics. We mm. didn't have, when I was a student, we didn't have a lot of extracurriculars that weren't sports. Oh, okay. I was, was going like, to ask if like they even had a sports team, but well, they, they very did. small because there it was a small school. Like yeah. I graduated with a class of twenty one, which oh was God. considered a large class when I went there. Wow, I can't um, even imagine. Yeah, very small. So like when I say small school, like I mean like I went to school with like the same like twenty people since like kindergarten. Yeah, and like I know them. I know their parents. Like it would be like our college program just being a school right yeah exactly yeah i mean granted like the school that i went to has grown exponentially now Mm -hmm. um my a couple of my friends just graduated uh that i did theater with when i was still at home um and they're i mean they're in bigger classes now sure you know it's expanded but when i was there it wasn't a very large school but Uh so we had sports programs um I'm not a sporty person. Um, I tried, and I just I just wasn't for me. Like, that's how a lot of theater stories start. Right. Either people are, like, not sporty at all, or they're like, I was the star of my football team, and right. then I, like, broke my ankle. Like, right, and I mean... It's one or the other. Right. And I mean, I tried sports. Like, I played basketball when I started in, like, the first grade, and I played all the way through junior high. Um, but then games would get in the way of rehearsal and practices and... I was like, I would rather be doing theater. Mm-hmm. But so I 
remember when I was younger, we went and saw shows at our community theater, and I was like, I want to do that. So I started out acting. I actually acted all the way until I was a senior in high school. Um, but then I remember the theater that we were at, the community theater, they had a summer, a summer theater called the Straw Hat Theater. And so each summer they would put on like four shows. Um, and that was like the highlight of my summer was being in one of those shows. Uh-huh. And that's all my friends did it. You know, that's where I made a lot of my friends in high school was like at the theater. One of my best friends I met there. We're still really good friends to this day. Um, and I remember the summer going into eighth grade, I didn't get cast in anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my summer. What right. am I going to do now? It's crumbling around right. me. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like all my friends got cast. You know, I was really excited. I thought I was going to get cast. They're doing Wizard of Oz that year. And oh. I was like, munchkin, I would be a great munchkin. You are short. <laughs> exactly. I'm like a munchkin. I'll be a tree. Like give me anything and I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but I remember not getting cast and I was like so upset. So we were like, well, what else can we do? So... I remember signing up to do a tech crew for the show. So I was just, you know, they didn't really know much. They called us all techies and we just kind of ran around in black and like moved (laughs) things. Um, But we were essentially on the deck crew for that show. Okay. Um, Me and Jen both were. Oh, okay. Yeah. We kind of did every show together when we were kids. Yeah. Um, But so we ended up doing deck crew for three out of the four shows that summer because we just wanted to, to be, do something to be a part of it yeah mm-hmm. like my my best friend was in the wizard of oz with her entire family and i was like i'll do deck crew and then i'll get to spend my whole summer with these people yeah you know i didn't get to do the whole rehearsal process sure but i still got to do like the three week run of the show yeah that's a, that's a substantial run for right. community theater exactly and like and when you do three of the four shows like it's your whole summer. Yeah. Um, and then I would also work at the summer camp that the that this uh, community theater ran for kids. I was in it one year, but then I started late, so I was too old to do it the next summer, so I started volunteering. Um, and then when I was 18, I got to direct the show that they do at the summer camp. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I actually... directing. Yeah. I actually <laughs> did, that, um, did that two summers, and it was... Such a fun job. Yeah. Like, I loved it. Another, I bet. Another six weeks of my summer that I just spent at the theater, not mm-hmm. doing anything else. Um, and then I remember my freshman year of high school, they offered classes and workshops at this community theater. Oh, neat. Um, and they were having a workshop in stage management. Oh. And, I mean, a lot of people don't know what stage management is. Oh, you know? I, yeah, no. You know, especially... Especially, if, like, in like in high school, we exactly. had a stage manager, but, like, they didn't... They did not do what a real stage manager right. does. Mm-hmm. So I had this totally misconstrued idea of what a stage right. manager like, does. Right, like, in, like, a high school setting, you have no idea what a stage manager is. Sometimes it's a student who just doesn't want right. to act, but wants to be involved, or it's a parent who just comes to everything, you know... You don't know what or it is. Or it's like the head of the theater department. They're like, the only person that can do this right is me. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're like, what is stage management? Like, nobody knows yeah, at yeah. that mm-hmm. caliber. So um, this amazing woman who still does stuff at the community theater, um, her name is Roz Mulder, she held this um, short class that was just stage management because she was one of the stage managers at the community theater. Okay. And I remember taking that workshop, and I was like, this is cool. I like this. And then it just so happened that the same time I was taking a ballet class at the community theater. I don't do ballet. <laughs> but I took but that took class. class. Um, I took that class. And one of the directors that did a lot of stuff there was also in that class. And I was pretty good friends with her. Shout out to Kim Godfrey. Um and I just went up to her and I was like, hey, Kim, you know, you're directing Forbidden Broadway in like a month or two. I'm taking a stage management class. Let me know. Uh-huh. You know, I kind of yeah, said it as yeah. a joke. Uh-huh. And then she was like, oh, actually, I would really love that. Yeah. So my freshman year, I started stage managing. I That's great. Yeah, I stage managed um, 
Forbidden Broadway that year, which was their big uh, fall musical. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I learned a lot doing it. And then I stage managed at least one show every year that I was in high school at this community theater. My senior year, I did two. Um, then the summer before I went to college, I actually stage managed a musical in the summer season. Um, but I, at first I was like, oh, I'm going to go to school for theater, but I'm going to be an actor. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, I love to sing. I love to dance, even though I'm not good at either of those things. You know, <laughs> that's what I want to do. But then I was like, you know, as you're getting older, you're like looking at your life and I'm like, oh, I'm really not getting cast in that much stuff. So I don't know if I'd actually be able to do this. And then um, a woman that was in, she was actually in for Ben Broadway, the first show that I ever stage managed. And then she was in a couple other shows throughout my stage management career in community theater. And she was like, you know, I think you would be really good at doing this professionally. She's like, you know that you can go to school for stage management you can like do this professionally and I was like really like you can so I was like I'll I'll do it so I looked at schools um I was not very good at looking at schools so I did not find many like it's so hard if I could do it all over again <laughs> right you know? it's like, such it's so a difficult. hard that's such a hard decision to make at 18 years oh my old God, yeah um 17 you know because you're 16 17 when you're yeah when applying. you're looking at applying mm-hmm. yeah absolutely but I found this great school in the middle of nowhere um with a very unique program hey uh, you know I went to Ohio Northern University in Ada Ohio it just happens to be both of our alma mater yes <laughs> um that's where I met Sarah but I got my degree in international theater production. I have a BFA, um, which is just a really fancy way of saying that I do technical theater. Yeah. Um, and I went in thinking, oh, I'm going to be a stage manager. This is what I do. This is what I'm. This is the only thing I want to do. But um, the nice thing about our degree was that we had to do everything. Mm-hmm. So I learned lights. I learned sound, costumes, uh, set construction. You know, we had to run shows. All that stuff. I ran lights for one of our dance shows at the school. You know, I did all of that. But then I started doing costumes. I always kind of liked costumes because my mom sews. My mom actually did costumes for the community theater. So it was something I was familiar with. Uh, And so I just kind of also started dabbling in that. I ran wardrobe for a couple of shows, which was a lot of fun. Um, And then I've always liked doing hair. I would always do my own hair, and that's what kind of led me to doing wigs. Mm, Okay. I remember when I was in high school, my mom was like, you know, you you could go to school and, like, be a hairdresser. And I'm like, that sounds great, but I really don't like like dealing with people, so I don't want to, like, do people's hair. Yeah, it's a very, like, customer service-y feeling when you're getting clients. Mm -hmm. And at... 17 years old when my mom said this I was like I don't want to do that like yeah. that sounds like a lot um I remember my mom actually told me she's like well maybe you should be a mortician then oh my and God. I was like okay mom thanks um but she was like be a mortician and then you can you know they're not gonna complain about their hair and I'm like you're right you're correct they will not complain it was about appealing their- <laughs> for like 45 seconds I, I tell people that story all the time and they're like okay your mom's like very supportive and I'm I mean yes my mom is very supportive you know she was just looking out for me right you know giving me some ideas right it's a great <laughs> job for an introvert who likes hair right exactly exactly but uh so instead I do wigs instead which is you know I, I my wig head does not talk back to me yeah if they don't great. like the hair you know <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I like dealing with people now, but at 17 yeah. years old, Going I was like, Going to a theater program kind of, like, forces the introvert, or the extrovert out of you. Like, Absolutely. you know, it just, it brings it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But. I mean, it is all creative processes do, you mm-hmm. know, interacting with people. Right, and theater is such a collaborative art that you, if you're going to do it professionally, you realize that you have to, you have to be able to talk to people about their creative vision and bring it to life um that was one thing I loved about stage managing um because I would work with the director but not just the director I would also work with all the designers helping to facilitate bringing everyone's collective vision to life absolutely you know and I just loved you know sitting in a production meeting you know at the very start like just looking at sketches 
working through rehearsals and then getting to, you know, tech and seeing it all come to life with all the moving pieces. And mm-hmm. I just loved that. That's so great. But... Yeah, especially when, like, you're, everybody's trying to speak the same language, it's mm-hmm. easier to communicate with them, you know, like, right. in that sense, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, yeah, that's really cool, and I totally agree with you. Watching something mm-hmm. come to life from the beginning is just a very unique experience that most people in most professions do not get to experience, so right, very lucky. Um, and so WIG specifically, um, when you graduated... You did, like, wardrobe, costume stuff. When did it, like, crystallize to wigs? Um, it... So, when I graduated, I was, like, dead set that I was still going to be a stage manager. Okay, yeah. Um, and I did That's what I was under the impression right. of, but I wasn't sure if, like, you were right. like, I changed my mind senior year when I, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. Well, senior year, I started doing more in the costuming realm, mm-hmm. um, because our costume professor Amira Ansari also does wigs so and yeah she's a freaking genius she's amazing at wigs but you know up until that point in my college career nobody did wigs yeah like you know, as a thing right like we would have like a costume designer come in you know and they would they would do the wigs but like we didn't have a professor that was like I know how to do wigs right. let me show you what goes into mm-hmm. it yeah so sure. when I found out that Amira did that I remember fall semester of our senior year, I got to do an independent study in wig building. So, like, the actual, like, oh. ventilation of, like, tie, like hand-tying hair into a lace to create a, a hairline. So, that's what I did. That's incredible. Like, I had no idea the just detail and craftsmanship mm-hmm. that go, like, literally just, like, needle and thread right. putting human hair into just mm-hmm. a you know yeah just like a like a net a net yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so I learned how to do that I did I got to build a front on a wig for a project um which was actually used in a show later that year um I got to build facial hair from scratch for two gentlemen of Verona which was our fall play um which I stage managed also yeah so you just had your hands yeah I had my hands in everything on that show and I loved it but um and then for my final that semester, I built a full beard, like, from scratch, mm-hmm. which was really fun. And then spring semester, I was the wig design assistant for Picnic, which oh, was our okay, spring okay. play. I, I don't think I knew that, or I don't think I fully no, grasped what Nobody that knew that because um, we were getting down to the wire, and we were like, oh, no, I don't have a design credit, and I need one to graduate. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Because um, I'm not a designer, and I've never... And that's okay. Yeah, I've, I took I took two design classes in college, and I was like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate people who can design, but I am... Because we need them. Right, but I am not that person. Because then we also need people like you. Yes, I'm, I'm more of like an analytical, like, give me your problems, I will fix them. Yeah. Like, let me write out your paperwork, because I like that. Not so much of the oh, well, let me design this ball gown because mm-hmm. it, because of this thing and this thing that happens in the play, this is what it should be. Like, I, I appreciate people who do that, but it's not me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, so I, yes, I very much thought that I would be a stage manager. That's what I was going to do. Um, and right after graduation, I did an internship. I was the stage management internship intern at the theater by the sea in Rhode Island I loved it that was a great summer but then at the end of that I was having a really hard time finding stage management work um and I was like this you know I'm a great stage manager I'm like I did really good in school but like you gotta have the experience to get the experience and I was having a really (laughs) hard time doing that um, so, I don't know any millennial in the workforce right, can probably exactly. Yeah, you you know if you want to you know work in stage management, you have to have already worked in stage management, yeah. or you have to work for like zero pay. Right. So I was having a really hard time finding that, and like I left Rhode Island uh, at the end of my summer, and I went home unemployed. I was like, "Hey, mom and dad, I'm back." I was home for I think probably three weeks. And then I had my next gig, which was actually my first national tour, um, which, you know, another thing, if you want to do, I knew I always wanted to tour, but 
you know, if you want to tour, you have to have touring experience. Right. You know, so I was lucky enough to land a job doing props, mind you. I was, um, I was a prop assistant on the Discover the Dinosaurs tour presented by V-Star Entertainment. And they did not have wigs on that tour. Absolutely not. (laughs) No wigs on that show. But, um, that's what I did. I traveled with this dinosaur exhibit and we would set up these animatronic dinosaurs and these rides and bounce houses and we'd do an exhibit for a weekend and then we'd pack up and move to the next place. And I did that for seven months. Um, I started out as an assistant and then I moved to the head of props after about, I think, two months in, uh, which I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. It was so much fun. You know, I got to see so many places. But then later, uh, I got moved up to another show, also with V-Star, which was Paw Patrol Live. And I did my first season with them. I ended up doing two seasons where I was their wardrobe assistant. Okay. Um, And that was kind of my first dip into professional wardrobe. Yeah. And also wigs, because we had um, a couple wigs on the show. And we didn't have a wig person that we traveled with. It was just our head of wardrobe, uh, and then myself as the assistant. And between the two of us, we took care of anything that the performers wore. Um, So I would help with costumes. We had puppets that they used because Paw Patrol is all dogs. Yes. Um, So we had puppets that we would take care of. Did the dogs wear wigs? No. Okay, there were like humans that were like, yes, the, I'm so-and-so. Yes, the woman. I've never seen Paw Patrol. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure that like some nine-year-old is like, that's sacrilege. But... Um, I have too much Paw Patrol merchandise for a 25-year-old without children. <laughs> um, anytime my mom sees Paw Patrol, even now, I haven't worked for Paw Patrol in like a year and a half. My mom still buys me Paw Patrol stuff. I have like a stack of Paw Patrol coloring books at, at my mom's house still that like just sitting there because my mom has gotten me so much Paw Patrol stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, I have a couple uh, plushes up in my room because why not? That's great. But, um, like, the mayor has a wig that we that I would style. Okay. Um, the farmer Yumi had a wig that I would style. Uh-huh. You know, some... Because there are there are people characters. Okay. Um, and Kinda I... like, like, Blue's Clues or exactly. something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, like, uh... I don't... Oh, I was about to say in the Big Blue House, but I don't think there were people in that. I, I might have think just... so. Lied. Or, like, Sesame Street. I think there yeah. were people in Sesame Street. I, I never watched Sesame Street. <gasps> you weren't a Sesame Street kid! No, which is funny because Sesame Street was also a V-Star show. And oh, I... Uh, and yeah. I have never seen it. That's where V-Star Entertainment got their start kind of with Sesame Sesame Street. Interesting. Um, But that was actually the first job I interviewed for my first, the first touring. Sesame Street Live? Yeah. And then they didn't have an opening, so they put me on their dinosaur show. Oh, okay, Um, okay, okay. But I did two seasons of Paw Patrol, uh, kind of doing costumes and wigs, and I was like, okay, this is great. I'm doing wigs and wardrobe professionally. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, and then my first real, like, wig job, air quotes, wig job, um, I saw that Disney Cruise Lines was hiring a cosmetologist. Oh, so they label it as a cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. My official title with DCL was cosmetologist costume technician. Oh. Um, Was Was that because you also did makeup for them? Yes. I see. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing is, is that while it's labeled as a cosmetologist, you do not have to have a cosmetology license. That's what I figured. Which is I like, do not have. Rat out Disney <laughs> if that was like not well, true. So <laughs> if you work, if you work in the parks, you have to be licensed to do their wigs. Interesting. But on the ship, you do not. Oh. I'm not totally sure why. I didn't. International ask. waters. Right. I was like. I remember I was, like, reading the listing, and I was talking to my roommate, and I was like, it doesn't say it's labeled as a cosmetologist position, but it does not say that you have to be licensed anywhere. I'm like, what if I interview with them, and they're like, so when did you get your license? And I'm like, I don't have one. I'm like, what if I, like, get in trouble for applying without the prereg? I'm I'm in the process. Right, and my, my roommate was like, you're gonna be fine. Like yeah. it doesn't say on your resume that you have that you're licensed. Right. And I'm That's like, usually something you put. I'm like, you're right. It doesn't. I'm clearly not licensed. He's like, just wait and see if they say anything. 
And then, you know, when you interview, when they ask if you have questions, just ask. And I was like, you're right. That's what I'm going to do. So I did ask. That was wise. No license required. Amazing. Um, But I remember, I was like, I'm not going to apply because there's no way Disney's going to hire me. I've never done wigs. Like, why would they hire me to do wigs for them when I don't have much of that experience? Sure. Um, But they did. They hired me. I ended up giving... Paw Patrol my two week notice I went home for like a week and then I flew to Orlando it like happened so fast uh huh um but they needed someone on their ship right away so I went to Orlando for about two weeks and I trained in um at the Disney World Parks uh I trained with the people at the training facility outside of Animal Kingdom I also got to train in Epcot with their wig team Cool. and Universal Studios. I got oh, to learn how to, I learned how to do the Darth Maul makeup application. Hells yeah. Um, because it is very similar to the way that they do their genie makeup on the ship. Uh, because I was also in charge of makeup applications. Do you mean Hollywood Studios, not Universal Studios? Yes. Okay, I, I was mean, like, Hollywood. did you double dip? I no, like, I, I 100% meant Hollywood And then Studios. you said Darth Maul, and I was like, okay, I think Star Wars, I think she meant Hollywood. I just wanted I to did, like, yes. clarify. Thank you. You're welcome. I went to the studios. Yes. There we go. spent a day there. Um, but it was just so cool. And then, of course, I... Did the traditions that everyone does when you work for Disney, which is, like, their training, which was so much fun. Um, we did two days of that, and then I well, I took a bus to Cape Canaveral, which is where their boats dock, and I got on the boat. That's uh, wild. I was on the Disney Dream for three months, and then I did the last month of my contract on the Disney Fantasy. Oh. Um, and that was just so much fun. I got to take care of... All their wigs, and there are so many wigs. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sure nobody on that ship is using their, using their natural hair. No. That's a character, at least. Absolutely not. No, because like, it has to be, like, perfect. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just so much fun. I took care of all of the princess hair. Aww. I did all the hair for the Is it synthetic or is it real? Because it almost, it looks, it looks too perfect to be real. It is mostly all synthetic that's what i figured mostly because we're we were in the bahamas and so oh and it would just humidity right yeah human human hair reacts just like the hair on our head and humidity would ruin it yeah i bet so all of our uh all our face characters were synthetic um the only there weren't a lot of human hair wigs it was mostly just our beauty and the beast show had human hair because it was our newest show so it had and pro- it was like was it like the show show where like you know they're doing shows on cruises like performances mm-hmm. yeah so, so it was, it was like, probably f- like air conditioned right yeah they did um, each ship does three main stage musicals and oh, that's one cool. of those three shows is like the musical version of a Disney movie so that's on the cool. Disney Dream it was Beauty and the Beast and on the Fantasy it was Aladdin. Oh. So I got to do both of those shows. So out of my own curiosity, was it kind of like, have you been to the Beauty and the Beast show at Hollywood Studios before? Formerly MGM? Yes, but a long time ago. I guess like, yeah, because it was like, it was more like a, a live presentation of the animated thing where like, it was like the characters and it was like an abbreviated mm-hmm. version of the movie and, like, all the costumes were very much, like, the cartoon versus, like, the musical Beauty and the Beast where things are a little more theatrical. Right. Well, Which one was it? These are, like, full-scale musicals. Okay. Um, but the Shoot. thing with Beauty and the Beast, it's because the live-action movie came out, mm-hmm. um, this is the musical, it's the musical Beauty and the Beast, but it, it is based more off the live-action movie. So all of the design, like the costumes is and based the set, off the, movie. Mm-hmm, the puppetry that they use for the animate for the enchanted objects is, they're like, two scale puppets. They're not like human costumes. They're like oh, puppets. That so they, are like the actors in black or no? The actors are in like French period, like French Revolution period costumes. Oh, interesting. Yes, when they're when they're humans, they're in color when they are the enchanted objects they're all grayscale 
Interesting. So their wigs are grayscale, their costumes are mirrored images of their like regular costumes, but they're all in a grayscale. Like scale. Wizard of Oz when like Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. Um and like the uh the scenery is all very much like the visuals of the movie. And then the music is also so like the ad, the songs that they did mm-hmm. and like yeah yeah like those newer songs that are in the movie the new movie but not the old one are in that I mean yeah. they still and have... not in the stage show that like we know from Disney theatricals yes okay. mm-hmm. yeah like they don't sing home or if I can't love her which which are the best songs if of the I show. if I can't love her is my favorite song um in that musical like oh, yeah, I me too. love it's that a song oh it's so I'm, like, good tearing up just right I'm about like it, I'm I hearing cry. Like, like, I'm hearing the recording in my in my head oh. and I'm just like oh, sing to me I would literally just like lay like as a nine-year-old kid just like lay in my living room listening to that song just like right oh, oh my gosh I love being a favorite Disney movie yeah me too one of my favorites 100% um I was Belle as a child I'm like this yes. is me I am Belle I relate to this I totally identify um, but it was I mean it was one of the most visually stunning shows I've ever worked on Probably to date one of the favorite shows I've ever gotten to work on. That's so cool. Um, I just I loved it so much. Um, Off the record, what are your favorite shows you've worked on, or on the record, depending on your answers? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, I love Beating the Beast. That yeah. was one of my favorites. It sounds really neat, um, especially I, for what you were doing. I really loved doing Two Gentlemen of Verona in college. I, I mean, it was actually, such a cool, yeah. Right. No, I, I mean, agree. I'm not really a Shakespeare person, and I know a lot of people love Shakespeare, and they're like, Shakespeare is the best. Not my cup of tea. That's I fun. just, you know, everyone's got their thing. Everyone's got their thing. I love, sure. I love musicals like with a deep passion, mm-hmm. and I just can't do Shakespeare. I mean, if you want me to work on Shakespeare, I'll work on Shakespeare. Right, but like, like, <laughs> like, but like counting. right, like, hey, hit me up. I will, I will do your Shakespeare right. show. But if you had a choice, right? If I'm gonna spend a night at the theater, it probably won't be Shakespeare. Sure, um, but. I loved doing Two Gentlemen of Rona just because it was such a fun, it was just such a fun process because the director was amazing, the cast was really cool. Um, shout out to my sister, Jennifer Jingola. She designed the costumes. It was a killer yeah. costume design. Like, it was. It was very oh, good. Oh, it was so much fun. You were in it. We had a great time. <laughs> I was. Um, you know, I was an hour late for one rehearsal. <laughs> I remember calling you so on that day. And I was, was crying in the car. I was like, Sarah, I was having where, a panic attack. Where, where are you? And that is like, one of what the do you deep, mean? deep embarrassments and regrets of my life. I have never felt more, like, I've never felt so bad about late logging someone. I know. I was I like, I remember I was sitting with Dean, who the director and I was like Sarah's not here and I haven't heard anything and he was like I mean I'm like this is not Sarah though like Sarah would never be late for a rehearsal and not tell somebody but and I was like <coughs> I, I was like I hope everything's okay I'm sure if something wasn't she would text me I mean it happens to it everyone happens. it was just very embarrassing <laughs> but I loved I loved working on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got to do Titanic the Musical. Oh! oh. Uh, which, oh my god, I never knew that I loved that show. It is such an underrated gem. Oh my god. Absolutely. Well, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I've never seen Titanic the movie all the way through. That's okay. And I've just never been like a Titanic movie type of person. Mm-hmm. I never even thought like historically it was an interesting topic mm-hmm. until I got to go to the Titanic Museum in Belfast, Ireland. When that I would be really cool. With uh so I studied abroad in Ireland was one of the requirements for my degree. Um we had to do a study abroad in some capacity. So I spent a summer in Ireland, which was Amazing. one of the greatest summers of my life. Um but I was there and we went to the Titanic Museum, which I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. I thought it was just such an interesting experience. It was such a cool museum. And it was just so cool to learn about such a historic event that, you don't. when you think of the Titanic, you think of the movie. Yeah, 100%. You know, and... Most people do, yeah. Right. And, you know, if you don't like the movie, you're like, oh, it's just a movie. But, you know, it was really just... It was 
a really intense event in history. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, and I love history. So I was just yeah. so excited to learn about it. So then when I worked at the College Light Opera Company uh, in Falmouth, Massachusetts for a summer on their costume crew, uh, I got to be the wardrobe supervisor for that musical in particular. Oh, and that period just mm-hmm. has beautiful clothing. Oh, beautiful costumes. I got to do a facial piece application, which was really fun. I had never oh, gotten yeah, to do that before. Oh, people in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of the captain. Um, so I just, it was just such a fun experience. And I remember when I went and sat down to watch the first run through, because usually for this show, the summer, or for this theater, the summer that I was there, uh, because it's such a fast-paced environment, we do. We did nine shows in 12 weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, the first, like, two weeks were all, like, pre-production. And then we would be doing a show a week. So we were, like, always working, always building costumes, always doing something. But for that show, I remember they were, like, there's a lot of costumes. Because there's all the classes. People were playing multiple classes so like costumes were going to be crazy so for that show and that was the only show they had someone go and watch the show to take notes for dressing and I remember sitting there and I was like Titanic it's I don't like the movie I'm not gonna like this show I remember when we finished act one I walked back and I walked back into the costume shop and everyone was like what do you think of the show and I'm like tears i'm like it's so good it hadn't even sung they started the show someone was when they were seeing the opening number someone was holding like a model ship and like carrying it and as soon as i saw it i like tears like soon as it started to as soon as it was over just tears oh my god but it was so good i think the score is phenomenal um but you know a show i did not expect to like yeah yeah um, and then I also got to do Legally Blonde, and that was such a Was that also show. at that same company, or was it somewhere else? That was actually at the community theater back home. Oh, fun! I, nostalgia! Mm-hmm, I got to go back the summer after my freshman year. I had just finished our stage management class at school, where our show that we worked on for the class was Legally Blonde. Oh, cool. And I got to stage manage with my good friend, Kim Godfrey, who was directing and choreographing. And I had to do that as my first kind of, as my first show having learned something at school. So I was very excited. I was like, yeah. we're going to do this exactly like we do it at school. That's always fun, you know? right? And I, at that point, I was super familiar with Legally Blonde because we had just spent, you that know, helps. you know, we had just spent like the last like month working on it. You know, I had all the breakdowns. I had already done my, you know, all my plots and everything. I knew the show. And I was like, let's do this. And it was so much fun. I that was probably one of the hardest shows I've ever called. And I It's fast. Loved it. Yeah. So fun. But yeah, I I I just love musical theater, yeah. so anytime I get to work on a musical, I am excited. Which is what you've gotten to do so far in Chicago. Music mm-hmm. Man is something rotten. Like, right. Two very costume-heavy, mm-hmm. very energy, like, upbeat, like, probably requires a lot of maintenance, I'm assuming, just from, from watching the dance numbers, mm-hmm. like, just so much yeah. work involved in both of them. And at big theaters like the Goodman and the Marriott, like, mm-hmm. just high caliber high quality right yeah it is it's a little for me it's something i've had to adjust to with working on something rotten because i'm not there for the show yeah you know i'm not in the thick of things you just walk in and you're like what happened like that gift from community when like everything's on fire and this guy just walks in with pizzas right i'm like this didn't look like this when I left. Right, like, you know? <laughs> Leave your kids alone <laughs> right. for five minutes. Right, but, so it's a little, I feel, I don't know how to say this, you know, I just feel a little disconnected from it because I'm sure. not, like, at the show every night So you definitely prefer, like, being a runner, being involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of why I stopped stage managing and started doing more wardrobe. Oh, interesting. Because um, I love calling shows, like... Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, like, calling a perfect show is, like, the ultimate high for me. Like, it is such a great feeling. Um, But, you know, when you're sitting in a booth, 
you don't get to like do a lot of things Mm -hmm. but doing wardrobe you're on the ground like doing the things and like when something goes wrong you are the person that is there that has to fix it you're not like hopeless in the booth you're like is anyone taking care of right yeah you're not up there like telling people what to do hoping that they're doing it you're on the ground figuring it out if you don't have someone to tell you what to do and that's that's what I love I just love doing it and wardrobe we still get to do paperwork which I also people think it's so weird that I love doing paperwork (laughs) but I'm like I just love a good Excel sheet. You know, yes. oh, Ooh, I'm God, tingly I, just thinking about I it. I love paperwork, <laughs> which nobody understands. Episode title. <laughs> exactly. I just love paperwork. Um, which was something hard for me working at Disney because we didn't generate our own paperwork. Oh, it was just given to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, like, you have to follow everything to the letter. Right. Well, and um, with, like, the Disney ships. Unless you're opening a brand new show, which doesn't happen all that often, you're just stepping in to what someone else has already done. Sure. You know, they've... um, When I started, I took over for people who were leaving, and they had their paperwork ready. They had been running that track with those cast members for, like... I think when I started The Dream, that cast had been there for, like, two months already so I wasn't reinventing the wheel I was just stepping into someone else's spot yeah so I didn't need to generate paperwork you know there was paperwork there already on file I just had to if I wanted to generate my own personal list I could but they had the paperwork they needed yeah so I wasn't generating anything yeah yeah. which i mean that's fine i still got to do a lot of other cool stuff like i got to do an airbrush every night and prosthetics yeah um for our genie and i got to do all those princess wigs and everything so i got to do other really cool stuff but i was like paperwork like why don't i get to do this (laughs) but you know i mean it's a it's a well-oiled machine you know don't fix it if it ain't broke and It was not broken, so they did not need anyone to fix it. Right, totally. Um, I don't know if you or your sister is the person to ask about your Instagram, um, the one that you do together. Yes. Um, But it's... Can you give me the handle? Give our audience the handle. Our Instagram handle is at two in the wings, T-W-O in the wings, uh, and it is our twin Instagram, our twinsta, if you will. Um, My twin sister and I, uh, Jennifer, we both do theater. We both do wardrobe. Um, She does not do wigs. I do wigs, but we both do wardrobe. Um, And she also does crafts and construction more than I do. Um, But we started our Instagram, Two in the Wings, where you can follow all of our fun freelancing adventures and things uh we throw some throwbacks on there as well we posted a photo of us as uh cutlery in beauty and the beast back from like 2010 <laughs> or something so cute. <laughs> but yeah we're um it's, it's like one of those like backstage takeovers but every day right 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 now it's a little slow uh we're still getting started but you know it's there yeah, and it's we've got some content up there. So, I love it. I'm excited. You know, everyone should follow at Two in the Wings uh, for some more twin adventures. Yeah, we got uh, lots of stuff. That's amazing. And <laughs> so, I guess uh, you know you're new to the Chicago theater scene, but mm-hmm. you have visited several times. Your sister's yes. been here for three years. Mm-hmm. You are familiar with it on the outside and on the inside Mm -hmm. and so my question to you is what do you think makes Chicago theater special I think what makes Chicago theater special is that there is something for everyone you know theaters here as opposed to other places don't have to rely on just doing the commercial things that like the big musicals that they know are going to sell they can do other things because they know that they can also get an audience doing something, you know, new, something that hasn't, you know, been done at a million summer stocks and all of that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of experimental things. There's a lot of just of everything. Yeah. You know, um, you're probably one of the first people outside of like either the national tour or the 
Broadway production to do something rotten, like, that's right. super cool, mm-hmm. too, you know? Right, but even, you know, shows people have never heard of. Yeah. Or things that they've heard of, but it's something that they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Jen's first year in Chicago, she did The Nutcracker uh, at Christmas time, which, you know, yeah. you think The Nutcracker, you think The Ballet. The Ballet, yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. so I was like, oh, Jen's doing, Jen's working on The Ballet, that's really cool. And then I remember going to see it with my parents, because they were here visiting for Thanksgiving, as was I from my tour. And we went, and it was uh, the Nutcracker at the House Theater, which is an amazing storefront theater in Chicago. But it wasn't it wasn't a ballet. It was a musical. Yeah, it's so cool. It's, um, a, it's a yearly tradition here. Mm-hmm. It's such a neat show. Right, and it was just so cool to stumble into that and be like, they do this every year. This is like, this is like a Chicago tradition. And it was just so cool to see the Nutcracker told in such an interesting way, uh-huh. you know, and like I've seen a couple shows at the house and they usually do a lot of um, unknown things or like <laughs> Cricket is so loud like, holy shit, anyway <laughs> sorry, I was like super distracted, right. I was like this cicada is like in our house, okay, anyway. what's happening <laughs> Um, but, you know, they do a lot of things that, like, I know I've never heard of. Um, I don't want to speak too much about what they do because I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. having not worked with them. But they just do a lot of cool things. I was to a lot of theaters. Yeah. Um, you know, The Good Man does a lot, has done a couple um, premieres. Like, yeah. they premiered War Paint here, you know, and then it went on to Broadway. Like, they've... You know, Chicago Shakespeare premiered uh, six, mm-hmm. and now that's touring and headed to Broadway as well, you know. So it's, I think it's a cool place to get to do a little bit of everything. You know, you have your Shakespeare, you have your improv, you have your musicals, you have your experimental and new works. Like, there is something for everyone here. And I think that that is just so cool, you know, no matter what your cup of tea as far as theater is. It's here. And that's so cool. I love that. Yay. Well, I'm so glad that you're here and you're experiencing, exper- experiencing yes, it with all of us. Yes. And thank you for being my guest. Of course. It was so lovely talking with you. And yeah. I know, you know, we see each other a lot, but it was really great to get to know your career a little more in depth. So yes. I appreciate that. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to me and Nicole this week. You can follow her and Jennifer on social media at Two in the Wings and see her work on stage at the Marriott Theater in Lincolnshire until October 20th. Until next time, go see a show.